Coming up on today's episode of the Locked On Bucks podcast, we talk about Tom Brady continuing to run private workouts with his Buccaneers teammates. But first, the cast of Good Morning Football had a discussion about what to expect from Buccaneers tight end Rob Gronkowski in 2020. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast. I am James Yarko, joined as always by Bailey Adams. You can find everything that we're doing over at BucksNation.com. Make sure you follow along on Twitter at Locked On Bucks, at JayYarko underscore Bucks, at Bailey J Adams 22, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Your Tampa Bay Buccaneers lead story is the crew, the cast, whatever you want to call them from Good Morning Football on the NFL Network, had a little conversation about what to expect from new Buccaneers tight end Rob Gronkowski in the 2020 season. Gronk has shared that while, of course, he did shed some weight during his brief retirement, he's about four protein shakes away from being his uh, game day playing weight and that he's ready to get on the field. What are your expectations for Gronk here this year? Yeah, um, I think Gronk looks good. I mean, he looks lean. He looks like he can move. He looks like the year off kind of helped him, you know, get a, get, get back the love for the game, right? His body looks lean and it, look, it looks ready to go. I think the way that they're going to use Gronk in this offense, he's not going to be uh, the, the focal point of the passing offense. This offense has 2,000-yard receivers on the outside. They also have other uh, tight ends and O.J. Howard and Cameron Brayton who can also um, uh, pull coverage when they're on the field as well. So I, I just don't think you're going to see Gronkowski being used in the same capacity. But I, I do think he's going to be using the red zone a lot. Again, screaming down the seams, you have the, the best quarterback to ever play the game, and Tom Brady the most accurate quarterback to ever play the game. And, yes, Gronkowski will affect the game by just scoring touchdowns. He may not be the point, you know, uh, the, the point of blocks in, in the run game like he was in New England. He may not be the main receiver all the time. But, yeah, he's going to get his touchdowns when he gets to the red zone. I don't doubt it. And I just expect a loose, happy Rob Gronkowski. I think there's a weight off his shoulders, not only physically, but maybe symbolically. I think if he was with any other team other than New England, he wouldn't have retired. Just the way that they run things. I wouldn't have won the Super Bowls, but I think he was done there. And I think that there's some birds who should never be caged. Think about it, guys. He gets to play with Bruce Arians and Jason Light, two great beer-drinking happy guys. If you look at the schedule for the Bucks, not only is he in Florida now, there's no late-season cold games. It's a late buy. He goes to Vegas. There's a damn pirate ship in his own stadium now. I think we're going to see the childlike, joyful Rob Gronkowski that we haven't seen in a few years when it felt like he was a little bit down in the dumps. I expect big things, especially between the years. Look at that. It's beautiful, Peter. It is beautiful. You look at those late games. You're right. There's indoor games, and then there's games that are at home in Tampa. Uh, yeah, to me, the, the, this is different than Brady. Brady has, like, this legacy, and there's something to prove, and people might be rooting against him. And then there's that whole thing about tarnishing what he had. Gronk was retired at 29, had already had the Super Bowl rings, and was going to the Hall of Fame. Now it's like, all right, let's do this again. I think Gronk is going to be loose. He's going to be healthy. I think he's going to be in shape. He looks slimmer than he did in his Patriots days. And maybe skinny was the word that Brady used. But, like, I think that actually makes him more agile. They can use him on the outside if they have to. Because don't forget, 
Cameron Brate's a good tight end. O.J. Howard's a good tight end. And both those guys remain on the roster also. So if they want to put Gronk out wide, they can do that. I think Gronk is not going to have anything close to the statistical seasons he's had in New England, what Mike Robinson said. However, I do think he's going to be happier and he's going to play a huge role. He's not the focal point. That's okay. Love that. Shrek, do you think his personality changes, though? Do you think he was really buttoned up by what was going on in New England? He was also so much younger than he is now. He's a lot more mature. Yeah, I think I think he's that same guy that he was there, except we're going to see it publicly week to week to week, where as when the season started in New England, it felt like Gronk went in a box and we didn't really get to get to it until the parade when he was drinking beers and chugging them all over himself. So, Bailey, what are your thoughts on the uh, Rob Gronkowski that the Buccaneers might see in 2020? Well, first of all, personality-wise, I do agree, um, you know, with the cast there of Good Morning Football. I think we're going to get, you know, the fun-loving Gronk, you know, the guy that was kind of held back at times, I think, a little bit by Bill Belichick and, you know, kind of the way he ran a tight ship. Um, it is kind of funny, though, to hear someone say that this Rob Gronkowski, like the way he is now, is much more mature because, I mean, you look at the guy and listen to the guy see anything he does and you're like he's much more mature now than he used to be like you kind of forget what he used to even be like um so personality wise yeah I think they're going to get a, the guy that just loves to have fun is and is kind of going to be loose and you know ready to go and as far as like on the field you know I think people are kind of concerned about oh he's he took a year off he's been retired he might not be you know Gronk anymore he doesn't have to be the same Gronk and I think a couple of the, the people on, on Good Morning Football alluded to that is that he doesn't have to be the focal point he doesn't have to be Brady's number one guy like he was in New England because you've got Mike Evans, you've got Chris Godwin, you've got, you know, even guys like O.J. Howard and Cameron Bray at the tight end position too. You know, you got a, a good cast of, of weapons there for Brady to be um, throwing the ball to. So Gronk is, if he can be a threat in the red zone, like he, I mean, he just, if you look at the guy, he's, he, he looks, he screams red zone threat. So if he can just be that, he can be that guy that's, you know, Brady's, you know, reliable guy. He doesn't have to be the main focal point. You know, I think the Bucks can really get a lot out of him. And I think, like they said, the statistical oh, statistical season might not be there like it used to be, but it doesn't have to be for, for the Bucks to get a productive Rob Gronkowski. Yeah, I agree 100%. I think, you know, we may see a game early in the season where Gronk ends up leading the team in targets, receptions, maybe yards, but yeah, and he'll lead the team in touchdowns just just to show – the rest of the NFL, look, Gronk is still Gronk. So you better pay attention to him. And by forcing teams to do that, it's going to open things up again for Evans, Godwin, Tyler Johnson, Scotty Miller, Brait, O.J. Howard, Justin Watson, you know, whoever. But they're, I, I think they're going to have to establish early on that this is – he may have missed a year, but Gronk is still Gronk, so you better not sleep on him just simply because it'll open up the rest of the offense. Yeah, absolutely. And I know I think something came out recently about NFL defensive coordinators not really being worried about Gronk. And, you know, I think that might have gotten blown up a little bit more than um, it, it maybe had to just because I don't think that was necessarily saying they're not going to focus on him at all. But, you know, even if they are kind of doubting him a little bit after a year off, they might find out real quick that, you know, this guy, he's in shape, he's looking lean, he looks good. And I think he can still be, you know, a productive tight end in the league. And I think They'll really get a rude awakening if they're really sleeping on him that much. You know what's going to help Gronk continue to look real good heading into the 2020 season? What's that? 
if he starts eating some Built Bars. That's right. Shout out to our friends over at Built Bar. Built Bars are a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They come in all kinds of amazing flavors. They're covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. The nut-free flavors are made in a completely separate area from the flavors with nuts, so there's no cross-contamination, allergy concerns whatsoever. They are great for the health-conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high fiber. I had a mint brownie this morning on my way to work, and let me tell you, Ah, chef's kiss, delicious. 15 grams of protein, 110 calories, four grams of sugar, five grams of net carbs. You can try a delicious mint brownie built bar by heading over to builtbar.com and using the promo code locked on, and you will get $10 off your first order. Again, use promo code locked on for $10 off at builtbar.com. Dot com. It's a Wednesday edition here of the Locked on Bucks podcast. And in just a second, Bailey and I are going to be discussing these workouts headed by Tom Brady. But wanted to mention real quick, make sure you stay tuned to the end of the show. For those of you that were involved in our Built Bar giveaway, we do have our winner for that coming up at the end of the show. But Bailey, as I said, we got to talk a little bit about this Tom Brady situation. According to Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, Tom Brady is still running these private workouts. He had, uh, obviously, Tom Brady posted on Instagram. That's that's where a lot of this information came from. And, yeah, he, he posted pictures of himself and, and Gronk and, you know, had a caption, no excuses, all that. And, you know, he's, he's not – steering away from these workouts at all despite the the rise in COVID-19 cases in the city of Tampa and some of his new teammates as well as a coach testing positive for COVID-19 last week David and I talked about that or talked about that uh, on Monday's episode but these um, these workouts that he held on Tuesday Jamel Dean, Sean Murphy Bunting, Mike Edwards, Chris Godwin, Scotty Miller, Gronk, Blaine Gabbert, Ryan Griffin, and Ryan Jensen all participated at the uh, the workouts there at Berkeley Prep. Ian Rappaport on NFL Network had this to say about the situation. But clearly, I mean, he said it right there, no excuses. And coronavirus, this pandemic should not be considered an excuse for anything. But apparently in Brady's mind, uh, he wanted to make sure that nothing would get in the way of him and his new teammates working out. I reached out to to several people about this, those with the union, NFL, Bucks. Nobody wanted to touch this. No statements, no comments from anyone, perhaps. Uh, because it's Tom Brady, everyone is steering clear. Uh, either way, as far as why Brady, Mike, is so adamant about making sure that he works out with his teammates, this has been what he does. He needs – he needs every second of preparation for for this upcoming season in OTAs. Uh, this was probably going to be a huge time for him. Obviously, no OTAs, no minicamp. Brady's going to make sure that all of his receivers are in the right place. That is tight end. Gronk concluded who's there is exactly where he needs to be in this new offense. And uh, warning or not, pandemic or not, Brady's going to be out there working. Jenna Lane from ESPN.com also reached out to some people, and uh, NFL spokesman Brian McCarthy told ESPN, quote, 
everyone associated with the NFL should follow the recommendations and guidelines of state and local authorities and medical experts, including the NFLPA. The league is working with the NFLPA to conclude the remaining protocols and finalize arrangements for the safe opening of training camps next month. Now, the NFLPA had come out, Bailey, and said that players should stop doing these private workouts because of the recent spike in COVID-19 cases. The Bucks had some cases, as I mentioned, the high-profile uh, positive test of Ezekiel Elliott, of course, you know, raised some eyebrows. But what are your thoughts on, on Brady still continuing to run these private workouts at Berkeley Prep despite what the NFLPA was saying about doing just that? Well, initially when I saw – so I saw some of the, the news camera footage I mean, from overhead, the, the workouts, and then just saw some pictures and all that. My initial thought was, like, they're completely going against everything, you know, the NFLPA said. And then I kind of thought back to, you know, the statement and the, the advisories that the PA sent out, and I realized the language in there was really – it wasn't prohibiting. They didn't, say, they didn't say the word prohibit. They didn't, like, say you cannot, you know, assemble. They use the word should, they use the word opinion, they use the word recommendation. So I know, I think I kind of missed that at first and was thinking like, they're kind of breaking the rules here, but they're really not. They're, they're going against recommendations and the opinions, the medical opinions of these people. And so, I mean, really they're not breaking any rules. I've seen people, of course, you know, it's Tom Brady's involved. So there's people, oh, he should be suspended. He's cheating again, all this stuff. He's not cheating. They're not breaking any rules. Now, whether or not it's smart, you know, we can get into that here in a little bit, but you know, I kind of want to go back to that idea of no excuses. Um, Jeff Schwartz, in response to Jenna Lane's article, he had, he had a tweet and it kind of pointed out to the, that no excuses point. He says, uh, quote, players will continue to work out to prepare for the season. They aren't going to listen to the PA here. If they aren't prepared for the camp, do they get to use the excuse to teams? The PA said, we can't work out together. So I wasn't ready. That's the reality for players, unquote. So I think it's, you know, football wise, you know, it's something they feel like they have to do to get ready, you know, especially with a guy like Tom Brady. He's, he's huge on preparation. He's got a new team. He wants to get on the same page with as many of his teammates as possible, you know, ahead of training camp. Um, so, you know, they're going to keep working and they're going to keep doing that. Whether it's smart health wise, I'm not so sure. Um, you know, there's, I'm here in Tampa and there's definitely been a rise in cases and um, obviously the, the players and then the one coach that tested positive. Um, would you would kind of think that they'd have a little bit more of a cautious attitude towards it. But I mean, it's, it's Tom Brady, Tom Brady's going to, going to, if he wants to work out, you know, some guys are going to go follow him and, and, you know, get their workouts in. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of taking the stance here that it's, it's fine until it's not. And what I mean by that is if Tom Brady's running these private workouts and he's, he's getting his work in with Godwin and Gronk and, Evans and, and whoever else is showing up he's getting that chemistry down with Ryan Jensen that that center quarterback chemistry because you know you think uh, snapping a football is easy but we see guys screw it up all the time especially when they're players that haven't worked together very often um, you have all these guys get through these private workouts and they get to training camp and not a single one of them tests positive for COVID-19 then it was brilliant. It was fine. He was out there. He was he was getting chemistry with his players. He was you know, letting them know what he expects of them. He was getting caught up on, on the playbook that he's going to be running this year. But if we get a story a week from today that 
Brady, Gronk, and Godwin have all tested positive for COVID-19, and the rest of the guys at these workouts are now in a 14-day quarantine just to be safe. Well, then we're going to come on here and talk about how stupid it was. That's kind of the reality of the situation now. This, this workout, you're right. It doesn't break any rules. It doesn't violate any agreements. It, it's, you know, it was suggested that the players stop doing these private workouts because we've seen a, a, a second wave in cases now. We've seen this, this new spike. But they didn't come out and say, look, you cannot do these private workouts. You know, they are now prohibited – if you do so, you are you know, in danger of, of punishment by the National Football League. That, that's not what it was. It was merely a, hey, you know what? It would probably be best if you didn't do this, but if you're going to do it, just realize you're doing it at your own risk. So, again, I, I just say you know, it's fine until it's not. If they get through all these workouts and none of them test positive for COVID-19, well, then – the Bucks are ahead of the curve, and I, I love every bit of it. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely well said. There's obviously risk involved, and, you know, those who are showing up to these workouts, they're assuming the risk, and, I mean, they seem to be okay with that, obviously, if they're showing up. Um, and, you know, you're right. If, if we come out of this and, you know, next week we hear, you know, a player or two on the Bucks tested positive and it's traced to these workouts, we're going to be thinking, you know, that's going to put – maybe the start of training camp in doubt, it's going to bring up more questions about, Oh, can we even have a season? Cause you know, you saw, we saw with the NBA when this all first kicked off in March, one player tested positive and they shut the whole league down. It doesn't seem like that's the way the NFL is going to go. But if, if we keep having these things pop up around the league and around the country where, you know, anytime, you know, there's these workouts happening or anytime these people are in contact, you're going to have to start thinking, you know, is the season in danger how are they going to get through a season without any major, you know, twists or major people testing positive? So, I mean, there's definitely a huge amount of risk involved, not only for the players themselves, but as far as, you know, the entire league is concerned, which is why I, I wouldn't be overly surprised if the league does come out and, you know, makes a stronger stance and says, you know, these workouts, we're not going to tolerate them. They're, they're prohibited. You know, maybe they won't do that. I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if they did do that because I feel like there's just so much risk involved health-wise and as far as the, you know, the, the near future of the season is concerned, there's a lot of risk and there's a lot, of, uh, a lot at stake, really. Yeah, and I, I saw somebody on Twitter, I don't remember who it was, that had said you know, that the, the NFL was discussing uh, the possibility of putting the communications in every helmet so there would be no need for huddling. And my initial thought was, oh, what a great idea, but – how is it any different to huddle as it will be the offensive line and the defensive line clashing into one another guys tackling one another? Like there's, you can't socially distance on a football field. If you're out there playing football, you're not socially distancing and, and you run the risk of contracting COVID-19. So you, you got to have, you know, these, these rapid tests. I, I saw, was it the NBA that was going to have these like testing rings? Yeah. Like all I, okay, here's, here's my issue with this. I'm going to get on my soapbox for just a brief moment. I understand this technology and these testing rings, and it can sense the, the symptoms days early and yada, yada, yada. Where was that for the essential workers? You know, there, there were some of us that were still out 
every single day during the quarantine because of our job. And not a lot to show for it in terms of hazard pay or anything. Uh, yeah. How about we worry about giving that technology to, I don't know, the doctors, the nurses, you know, people that work with the elderly, just a thought, maybe not the multi-million dollar NBA players. All right. I'm, I'm done on my soapbox now, but um <laughs> Yeah, I, it's it's going to be a fluid situation all season long. There's, We won't get through the season without some high-profile player testing positive. There's going to be wrenches thrown in. But it seems like the NFL is hell-bent on making sure that they will produce a season one way or another. Yeah, it certainly seems that way. And, you know, we'll see. I, I saw some other people bring up the point of um, – you know, they're, if they're trying to open up training camp within like the next month or so, what's the difference between, you know, that and them doing these workouts now? Like, what's the difference a month is going to make? And I think my only rebuttal to that would be, obviously, when they open up training camps at the team facility, there's going to be a lot more of this COVID-19 protocol in place. There's going to be, you know, plans for, you know, just they're, they're going to have to take a lot into account when all the team is together at the facility. And I don't know, honestly, if these players are getting together for a workout what kind of precautions they're even taking, um, you know, for those, however, however long they're out there, I don't know that they're taking, you know, these intense precautions that the team will be whenever the team gets together. But like you said, there's no social distancing on a football field unless you're Mike Smith's defense. Oh, snap. Um, <laughs> that's not my joke, but I still think it's funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's no social distancing on a football field. So really there's just going to be, everyone's going to have to assume the risk at some point. And as long as, you know, everyone's okay with that, uh, it's, it's, there's nothing anyone can do about it, I guess. It seems like the NFL really is just completely sold out to be, you know, ready to go through with the season. And, you know, whatever comes along with that, you know, they'll, they'll deal with it when it comes. All right. Well, coming up next, Bailey and I are going to uh, discuss the Twitter poll run by the Locked on Bucks Twitter account. But first, a message from the Locked On Podcast Network. The Locked On Podcast Network stands against racism and social injustice. That's why we, the hosts, are making personal donations to local and national organizations that are fighting for change. And in the month of June, Locked On is matching the total of all host donations up to an additional $10,000. To make your own donation along with us, please, Visit LockedOnPodcast.com forward slash Black Lives Matter. Wrapping things up here on a Wednesday edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast, joined by Bailey Adams. Bailey, on June 16th, that was uh, a week ago as we're recording, a week ago yesterday as you're listening to this, the Locked On Bucks uh, Twitter account tweeted out, all right, we need some data on this. Should the Bucks trade for Dolphins quarterback Josh Rosick. 249 votes were the final results. And we have the basically the same poll up on BucksNation.com. You can go back, check that out, an article written by David. Um, 249 votes. 53% said yes. Trade for Josh Rosen. 47% said no. We had some Twitter comments and uh, – those people were entered into a drawing for the uh, a free box of built bars. We will we will get to the winner 
in just a moment. But first, Bailey, what are your thoughts on whether or not the Bucks should make a move for Josh Rosen to come in, sit, learn behind Tom Brady, and possibly two years from now get the opportunity that seems to have eluded him so far this early in his career? Well, I do want to say those people that are in the built bar drawing probably want me to make this real quick because they're like, I don't need to hear this guy talk about Josh Rosen. <laughs> I want to know if I won built bars, but I think, um, I, th- I don't know. I like the idea, honestly. I know that's a pretty split, um, you know, results on the poll, but I kind of like the idea. I mean, Josh Rosen's young. He really hasn't had the opportunity to really assume an offense and really, I mean, he kind of got thrown into the fire initially and then ever since hasn't gotten a chance to step back in. And I think learning under a guy like Tom Brady for two years would really do him a lot of good. And I don't think there's a lot of risk involved there. We just talked about all the risk involved with these workouts. I don't think there's a lot of risk involved in trading for Josh Rosen. I can't imagine the Dolphins having that high of an asking price for him considering they just drafted Tua, he's their future, and they have Ryan Fitzpatrick who's ready to you know, play right now if Tua is not going to start week one. So I don't think there's really going to be a high asking price for a guy like Josh Rosen. And it's one of those things that could be a really low risk and it could be a high reward. And as far as the Bucks' quarterback depth chart goes right now, I know B.A. probably wants to have Blaine Gabbard on the roster just because he knows the offense and he's comfortable with him before. And he's been, you know, he's been with him before. Ryan Griffin, they've had him around for a while now. But I think in terms of, you know, if you're thinking about the future, Josh Rosen would make more sense as a potential um, successor to Tom Brady than either of those other two guys. So, you know, I, for me, I don't think there's a lot of risk involved and I don't think it could really do much harm if they did make that move and, you know, just see what happens with it. Cause there's no, nothing that says, you know, if they give up whatever, a fifth round pick for Josh Rosen, I don't know if that's the price, but whatever, whatever they give up, it doesn't mean Josh Rosen is the starting quarterback in two years. It just means if he's learned enough and he's, you know, in position to where they think he's comfortable enough with the offense, comfortable enough with the everything that comes with being a starting quarterback in the NFL, you know, that would be a, I mean, obviously a high reward. So I would like to see the move personally. I wouldn't be surprised to see them not make the move considering the state of their depth chart as it is though. Yeah. I mean, I, I would be fine with the move, I guess. I mean, it's, it's one of those moves that I would, I would understand it, but I'm not going to get all excited about it. Yeah. Yeah, I I understand kind of the raw talent that Rosen has. Otherwise, he wouldn't have been a first-round pick. But that's not really a guy you you get excited about, if you know what I mean. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and I think think the raw talent is there, and we haven't really gotten to see it at the NFL level. And learning under a guy like Tom Brady could draw it out of him, you know, or maybe it doesn't. But I think the, the risk is low enough to where it really isn't that, you know, I don't think anyone should be up in arms if they do make a move like that. And let's not forget reuniting with Byron Leftwich. Right. Yeah. So, all right. Well, Bailey, I think that's going to about do it for us. Before I, uh, I get to the closing ceremonies, for lack of a better term, do need to announce our Built Bar giveaway winner. And Bailey, this might be somebody that you've interacted with on Twitter. Uh, I know he he and I have some conversations and, and uh, you know, I, I see him pop up on the, on the timeline every now and again. Uh, JJ All Day at Knits All Good. Please 
send a DM to the Locked On Bucks Twitter account to claim your prize. Congratulations, JJ, on uh, on winning the uh, the Built Bar giveaway. So, Bailey, you have a uh, you have a podcast that you do. Why don't you uh, Why don't you let the fine folks know what's going on over there? <laughs> that is uh, that is true. Uh, Evan Winter and I, Evan Winter of BucksNation.com, and I run the uh, North and South podcast. You can find it on all of your podcast platforms. You can find it on BucksNation.com. Right now, we're working our way through the Bucks schedule with our way too early game preview series. Um, we just wrapped up with the Week 10 game against the Panthers. So next will be the Los Angeles Rams, and then we'll get into the Kansas City Chiefs. And yeah, we've had some, some good guests on um, over the past few weeks talking about the respective teams that they cover. So yeah, you can go check that out and um, let us know what you think. All right. Yeah. Again, that is the North and South podcast. Check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. Yeah. I'm sure that one's available or you can always check it out on bucksnation.com, but we are out of here. Please check out everything going on over at bucksnation.com. Send us your voicemails to 813-444-5841. Follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayArco underscore Bucks, at BaileyJAdams22, and at Bucks underscore Nation. David Harrison will be back on Friday kind of recapping SB Nation's rivalry week where we have been diving in and making arguments as to why certain players – or not certain players, but certain teams should be considered the Buccaneers' biggest rivals. The aforementioned Evan Winter talked about the Carolina Panthers on Monday. I talked about the New Orleans Saints on Tuesday. David will be discussing the Atlanta Falcons on Wednesday. And then on Thursday, the entire Bucks Nation crew is going to talk about non-divisional teams who could be in the running for the Buccaneers' biggest rivals. So check all of that out at BucksNation.com. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, be good to one another. And thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked on Bucks.